Welcome to Rebel Health Radio, bringing the best in alternative and integrative medicine to your ears. Hi everyone, Patricia Warby, Alchemy Therapies and Rebel Health Radio here. And I wanted to talk today about something that's very, very important in everyone's lives, but very few people actually talk about. And that is the effect of emotional trauma on the sexual response and sexuality and forms of sexual relationship. And um, so this has come to my attention recently because I deal with a lot of people who have issues around sexual response and forming and keeping relationships. Relationships, after all, are, you know, difficult anyway. They are the crucible, I think, for how we relate to ourselves um, and also how we learn about ourselves is within relationships with other people and particularly sexual relationships, which are the most challenging of all. And it's true, isn't it, that we need to have a sense of trust with someone before we'll willingly engage in that kind of deep connection. Connection is absolutely vital for a functioning nervous system. We are designed to be socially connected with each other. And in order to feel comfortable with another person in an intimate way, we actually have to suppress a, a version of our nervous system, which is geared towards threat. Now, I've covered before polyvagal theory, which is a way of describing the nervous system as a hierarchical three-level system. And we've got this beautiful top-level social engagement system, which is a mammalian system of connection and love and intimacy. But it can only function if we are feeling safe. And how safe we feel is very much dependent on our previous experience and how our nervous system has actually adapted to that experience. If we've grown up in an environment in which our needs were met consistently, it doesn't have to be all the time, but most of the time our emotional needs were witnessed and heard and we were comforted when we needed to be, then we grow up having a sense of trust in our bodily responses and, and a, a reason to feel okay about ourselves. So we have this internalized sense of trust. But if, as I've talked about before, our emotional needs are not met in some way. We lose that sense of connection to ourselves and how we feel with, within a, you know, society, within relationship to other people. And this can be terribly disruptive. And if like in my experience, when I was growing up, you grew up with a lot of anxiety in your household, this can be a trauma if nobody's there to actually comfort you and you are having to parent a parent or you are having to suppress your own needs for fear of disturbing somebody, you know, a parent who's already depressed or already ill. Um, and thus you kind of learn that your emotional needs are not valid and you fail to express them. Your nervous system actually goes into another level of functioning which is the level below the social engagement system is the fight and flight or sympathetic system. And this is about gearing you towards threat, a sense of threat in your environment, which you will learn um, is, is everywhere. This is what the nervous system does. It, it overestimates the level of threat when you have this kind of chronic environment of stress. And if the stress becomes intolerable, the overwhelm becomes intolerable, then you actually go down an 
onto the third level, which is a freeze response. And that's the bottom level, the bottom rung, if you like, of the polyvagal ladder. Um, and it basically, it's a form of dissociation from your own bodily experience. And it's not always obvious. Um, often children who experience this just look blank or good. Sometimes they're mistaken for being the quiet child, the one that doesn't cause any problems. But if you look closely, their, their expression will be very blank, um, sometimes inward focused, and they find it hard to meet eye gaze, for instance, because their internal experience of themselves does not feel safe. And when that happens, and then you grow up into an adult who wants to get intimate and have relationships with other people, your nervous system will reflexively and unconsciously return to the habits it developed in those first, usually seven years of your childhood development. And so we will often go to a place that feels very numb or very, very anxious. And that corresponds to those two levels of the nervous system, the fight and flight and the freeze. And this obviously is going to affect how our body reacts because mind and body are not separate. We're realizing now that neurologically, the, the brain and the body are in constant communication. And so certain responses that are absorbed in the body as an implicit memory of threat will play themselves out in your adulthood as, for instance, difficulties with, for women, um, periods, having very heavy or very painful periods, for men um, having erectile dysfunction or difficulties in connection. Um, when, when you come to having relationships and maybe trying to conceive, this can actually inhibit conception. And so we're seeing a huge rise in you know, IVF at the moment because natural conception seems to be becoming more and more difficult. I mean, there are biological reasons for that too, including a toxic environment and low sperm counts and, and all sorts of things. But stress is a major factor and chronic stress is often, as I say, a learned experience from those early years. Later on in life, you can also experience difficulties in actually um, the way you age and you can often get problems with uh, pelvic floor dysfunction so where actually you get the organs actually um, impacting each other and so pelvic floor disorders which affect a lot of the women clients that I work with uh, are often regarded as um, you know a, a probably not understood you know a completely misunderstood and not understood function of aging, but actually it's got a lot more to do with trauma. And trauma, because it actually dysregulates your repair system physiologically, changes the way your fascia, your, your support tissue actually holds itself and the amount of hydration it has. And so when your tissue loses hydration, it becomes much easier to deform it. And so we get these pelvic floor disorders as well. Um, and I, I do want to just stress that trauma is much more common than simply having one-off events of, you know, sexual trauma, rape, abuse, and that sort of thing. It can, as I've said, be a relational trauma as well that has these long-term chronic effects. And we see in people that the dissociation and the distancing from their own experience perpetuates these 
problems because when we then get an issue like a, a chronic illness or, or some problem that we can't solve ourselves immediately, that is a triggering event for a system that is evolved to deal with threat. And so that you can see that you get actually locked in, you get locked into these conditions where more symptoms create more anxiety, which creates more threat, which creates more symptoms. And don't forget that connection is one of the ways out of trauma and finding a way to connect with people, which should have happened when you were young, you know, somebody to comfort you when you were going through whatever you were going through. If that doesn't happen, and in adulthood, we get these additional issues, we actually are filled with shame, a sensation of shame that shuts us down even further. And so it becomes more and more difficult for us to actually seek the help that we need. Ways to break through this are gently, gently witnessing our own suffering and our own pain. And that's not living through it again. It's actually just being the adult witnessing the child. And this can be encouraged with body oriented psychotherapy which is what I do and getting people to actually just notice what's going on in their bodies within the framework of a safe connection with somebody that helps you to feel bodily safe and so when you're allowed to do that your nervous system can actually reset itself which you will think is absolutely unbelievable but I can tell you it happens all the time and when that happens, you get sensations of tingling um, or a rushing feeling as you come back into your body. This re-embodiment is a real, real thing that happens to people when they start to connect with their pain and are supported to go through the pain and not keep dissociating from it or this overreaction into seeing everybody else as a threat and, and therefore this sort of veering between shutdown and overt mobilization to threat response. Now, if any of this interests you, please, please do follow the links below because I'm going to put some links to some interesting information there on polyvagal theory and some of the long-term effects of trauma. But also do comment, do get in touch and find out find out what your particular childhood is teaching you because it's just such an important discovery about who you are and coming back into connection with your life. Thanks for listening. Bye for now. Hey, hope you enjoyed listening to Rebel Health Radio. Do subscribe and look forward to catching you soon.